don't enjoy the game as much as I used to. Berlin. Berlin, yeah, I don't enjoy it. It, it. it just seems to be a lot easier. And goals mean less than they did. And for me, if you scored a goal in the Ireland final in the 80s, 90s, that was generally the winning of the game. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. The Football Daily on Off The Ball. Hello and welcome to Wednesday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan. We'll start with news of Euro 2028. The FAI has formally lodged its joint bid to host the 2028 European Championships today. Ireland bidding along with Northern Ireland, England, Scotland and Wales have submitted their final bid, having expressed an interest of UEFA by last November's deadline. Turkey are the only other candidate for Euro 2028. They also have a bid for the 2032 tournament, as do Italy. The Aviva Stadium and Caseman Park are two of the proposed stadiums for the tournament. Wembley, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, St James's Park, the Etihad Villa Park, Everton's new ground, Cardiff and Hamden Park are also on the list of 10 venues. The average capacity of those grounds will be 58,000, so more fans than ever will be able to attend those matches. Almost 3 million tournament tickets will be available. UEFA will meet in the autumn to decide on the hosts for both the 2028 and 2032 tournaments. Now, after losing 2-0 to the USA in Texas on Saturday, Ireland were beaten 1-0 by the world champions in their second friendly last night. Alana Cook scored the only goal of the game in Missouri just before halftime after a mistake from Irish keeper Courtney Brosnan. The Europe side had their moments in the first half. Katie McCabe went close in the opening 20 minutes. Lucy Quinn was one of the big winners from last night. She was left out of the original squad, but then came in as a replacement for Lily Ag, and she played like someone with a point to prove last night. Kira Caruso impressed in the lone striker role as well especially with some of her play with her back to goal. Both sides emptied their benches in the second half. Hayley Nolan, Kira Grant, Roma McLaughlin, Amber Barrett, Anya O'Gorman and Tara O'Hanlon were all brought on in the second half. What an amazing few weeks it's been for P-Mount teenager O'Hanlon. The 18-year-old will sit the leaving start this summer. Louise Quinn was moved up front for the last 10 minutes. You can see what a handy weapon she could be for the World Cup. She won a few headers in the USA boxes, always a threat from set pieces. Quinn scored the winner from a Katie McCabe corner in the 3-2 win over Australia and Tala a couple of years ago. Megan Campbell obviously wasn't involved against the US, but her throw-ins will also be a big factor at the World Cup. The game was played 100 days out from the start of the World Cup. Ireland have two more games before their opening game in the tournament against co-host Australia on the 20th of July. Vera Pauside back in action on the 22nd of June in a friendly against Zambia and Tala. They play France a couple of weeks after that at the same venue. Former Ireland international Maeve de Berker was on OTBAM earlier on and said Ireland will have to get something from their first game of the tournament to have any chance of reaching the knockout stages. Definitely going to be a very interesting group. I think, like in every tournament, getting something out of the first game is massive. So, I really think if we could even, you know, get a point against Australia in what will be, um, you know, a very tough, tough opening game, especially with the fans. But as we know, there's so many Irish down under as well. It, it could, you know, it could work in our in Ireland's favour too. But I think if we got something out of the first game, then who knows after that, you know. Um, but obviously Canada and Nigeria are both going to be very tough games as well. All three of Ireland's World Cup group opponents were in friendly action last night and the pick of the results, Australia's 2-0 win over England in Brentford. England had been unbeaten in 30 matches, their first loss under Serena Wiegmann. Nigeria were 3-0 winners over New Zealand. Canada lost 2-1 to France. Wiegmann admits her team were far from their best. It was a, a big learning for us. I think we learned from every game, although a big lesson was their efficiency compared to ours. Uh, the speed of the ball... Um, and, and yeah, being 
having Andy four in front of the ball, have runs behind those those things. Manchester City are all but into the semi-finals of the Champions League after a three-nil win at home to Bayern Munich last night in the first leg of their quarter-final. Rodri gave City the lead in the first half with a cracking goal. It was a fairly even first half, but the tie was pretty much decided in six minutes of the second half. Bayern didn't help themselves. Not a good night for Deo Upamecano. Bernardo Silva made a 2-0 in the 70th minute. Then six minutes later, Erling Haaland scored his 45th goal of the season. The Norwegians now the highest scorer in all competitions in a single campaign in the Premier League era. City boss Pep Guardiola says Haaland is always a threat. In the second half, when we start to play better, he was part of the, of the game. He has his quality as well. He's not just a top scorer. Of course, the threat in long balls and he helps us a lot. Not quite the return to England for Bayern boss Thomas Tuchel, who was hoping for better. It's a huge, huge task now to turn this around, but we will not give up. We are realistic, but we will not give up. And football is football, and home match in Germany is a home match in Germany. And like they say, we will, it will not be over until we're in the shower. Inter Milan beat Benfica 2-0 in Lisbon, thanks to second-half goals from Nicola Barella and Romelu Lukaku. That means it's almost a guarantee there will be an Italian team in the final. The return legs will take place next Wednesday. More quarter-final action tonight. Holders Real Madrid host Chelsea in the first leg of their last eight tie. Frank Lampard back in the Champions League, just his second game since taking over as interim boss. Chelsea lost 1-0 away to Wolves on Saturday. They have two wins from 11 league games, but Lampard's hoping that form won't be an issue at the Bernabeu. I think when you get to this stage in a competition, no, I think you know you're playing teams at the level of Real Madrid, teams at the level who will be waiting for either team in the semi-final. So I think now those sort of... those. The comparisons are sort of pretty worthless. It's all about what's in front of you. There's an all-Italian affair tonight with AC Milan up against Napoli. No Victor Osimhen for Napoli due to injury. He missed Milan's 4-0 win in Naples at the start of the month in Serie A. Both games kick off at 8 o'clock. Marcus Rashford will miss Manchester United's Europa League quarterfinal first leg at home to Sevilla tomorrow due to a muscle injury. The England international, who scored 28 goals this season, came off towards the end of Saturday's 2-0 win at home to Everton in the Premier League. United say Rashford will be unavailable for a few games, but is expected to be back for the season running. Meanwhile, the potential sale of United has gone to a third round of bidding. Qatari banker Sheikh Jassim and Ineos owner Jim Ratcliffe were among those to submit a second bid to buy the Old Trafford Club last month. The Glazer family bought the club in 2005 for £790 million. They announced they were considering selling in November and they've established a valuation of between five and six billion pounds. And speaking of money, it's been reported Liverpool won't be going after Borussia Dortmund midfielder Jude Bellingham this summer because of the fee involved. The 19-year-old's been heavily linked with Jurgen Klopp's side, but any move for the England international could cost more than €120 million at the very least. Liverpool have to invest in their midfield this summer and it's almost certain they won't have Champions League money to work with. That's it for today's Football Daily. As always, you can subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed to hear the best football analysis, interviews and stories from Off The Ball. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.